There will be spoilers ahead. Lots of spoilers, so be careful, won't you? Cowabunga, dudes. We're getting radical with this week's episode of But an Incredible Simulation. So don't have a cow, man. We're chowing down on 2011's Chop Kick Panda. Can you dig it? Is no. that your final answer? No. Never tell me the odds. I'm loving it. Uh, you're fired. Uh, you are the weakest link. Come on, pointless out-of-date pop culture references are funny, right? Yeah, you can use them instead of actually, you know, writing anything clever or interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, winning! Uh, a Tiger Blood, Adonis DNA, Bunga Bunga, other phrases from 2011. Okay, if you're not writhing on the floor, help us with hysterical laughter. There's a small chance that you may have a teensy issue with this week's painfully obvious violation I'm sorry, I mean copyright violation I mean rip-off, I mean no, no, that, that that's exactly what I mean of last week's Kung Fu Panda bet you didn't see that coming planking please help me stop stop Be- because I'm your host, Max, master of krill-style Levine, and over there looking at me accusingly because I made him watch this is Mike, my mop loose, say something janitorial, Mike your style is based on tiny animal plant things in the ocean? Yes, it is. As it should be, for it is invincible. Sure. You yeah. are mocking my krill style? Ha! We must fight! If there were a million of us, we'd just be eaten. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. The basics of the style is to hurl yourself into your opponent's mouth and hope they choke on you. Hey, don't say hurl. Oops! <laughs> Am I doing it again? Damn. Just a little bit. But before we get to this week's film... <laughs> We have... Poll question! Last week we asked, who is your favorite animated character? Dave, Dave responded, recently I've been enjoying a series called Gintama. Sure, and there are two live-action films based on that series. I huh. enjoyed them both. Going back further, Castle of Cagliostro with Lup- Lupin, or Lupin Sensi, was a big favorite. Lupin's really cool. Mm. I think that was Studio Ghibli's first big hit, if I have it right. I think that's true. I don't remember if that was before uh, Laputa or not. Uh, ono Yuji does the soundtracks for Lupin and has made some other excellent jazz albums. I love Ishikawa Sayuri's voice, and she sings on some of them. It's totally different from her other work, and I like her as a jazz singer. Plus, Yuji plays the piano all right-hand high notes without worrying about doing much of anything with his left hand. Plays piano with a slow right hand. <laughs> Thank you, hideous sun demon. <laughs> What'd you call me? Gives, give it a light, bright sound that I enjoy, with uh, much like some of the better Bill Evans albums. Interesting. Went sort of from the animated character to the soundtrack, but that's cool. That's all right. He always has interesting information, yeah. so thanks, Dave. Professor Dr. Rebecca Pelkey says probably Aisling, which I'm probably mispronouncing, from The Secret of Kells. Oh. In, in more mainstream animation, Rapunzel from Tangled. Pure. And I think not what you're looking for because they're animated characters in live action, but the dragons in House of Dragons. Okay. Because dragons. <laughs> I can't really argue with that. No, can't. They are, in fact, dragons. <laughs> Tyler Stewart says Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh. I love her whole arc. 
Jeez, a kid's movie. Come on, Tyler. It's not like that's a movie I've seen eight times and <laughs> loved so much. Every If I'm depressed, I watch it to make me feel better. And I loved Phil Hartman. I miss you so much as Gigi the Cat. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> well hidden. <laughs> I am a master of subterfuge. Val Coons, who reminds me for some reason of queuing footsteps. Cue footsteps. Has... I could go with Marvin the Martian, as I named my car after him. That's different. It is green. <laughs> but I'll go with my crush, Howl, from Howl's Moving Castle. Oh. As far as I know, he was only in the one film. I think that's right. There are a couple of books in the series, but I think that's the only movie. Mm. Nick Hoffman says, I was always a Daffy fan first. Well, it's nice of him to admit that he was a Daffy fan. but a Daffy, Daffy fan Duck. Of he doesn't say. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. Especially, oh, come on. Much better. Especially his early stuff before he was relegated to being Bugs's foil. There was one short he was in, part of the wartime cartoons, where he's messing with a Nazi officer that's just too funny. It ends with him being shot out of a cannon and dropping in on Hitler, as happened with a lot of those cartoons at that time. Derek Steele. And I can't, I'm sorry, that's not his real name. It is his real name. It can't be. It is. Wow. And he's not even a private investigator or an ex-cop or... Derek, can we change names? (laughs) It could be Max Steele. That was something. No, No, that actually, there there was something called Max Steele. Wait, it was a Marvel character. That was it, yeah. Uh, He just posted a picture of Rango. Cool. Which was a very interesting choice. I've heard. I've never seen it. It's one of those I keep meaning to. I saw it. Yeah. It was interesting. Okay. Maybe we'll do that one Because it was point. like some studio's only animated film, and it was really, huh. at the time anyway, it wasn't Sony, but it was somebody like, oh, they have an animation department? Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Adam Mark, our scholar, Ooh. writes in with one dark and one light. Dark, the Balrog from Night on Bald Mountain, Suite in Fantasia, 1940. Oh, Chernobog. Uh, yeah, I don't think he was a Balrog, but sure, I could actually see you thinking of that. Yeah. Uh, all he wants is love and human souls. <laughs> I don't know about the love part. I, oh, he loves human souls. Yeah. Amazingly animated. It's the best complimentary production of music and animation I've ever seen. That is an awesome segment. That was always my favorite. It is. The Balrog is not very deep. In fact, he's barely even a character. But he and his midnight bacchanal atop his mountaintop is unforgettable. The Chaser, a performance of Ave Maria, is all the more sweet since it calms the viewer down from a celebration of the evil and profane. This animation could never be made today. It's still that edgy. Brava, brava, bravissima. Nice little tribute to Phantom of the Opera there, Adam. Uh, On the light side, Donald Duck. He's by, I wish I could do a Donald Duck impression. I really can't. Never been able to. Yep. He's by far the most entertaining Disney character, which is amazing because his personality is nothing but violent rage, selfishness, greed, lust, and sloth. Lust? Really? Hmm. Okay. I never thought he looked at Daisy that way. Maybe it's How for did, money or something. Eh? Oh, maybe. But that's greed. I mean, he's uh, already like half the said more than half the seven deadly sins. Mm. How did Disney pull that one off? He's great in the classic animated shorts and was readily adopted into Disney's educational videos and spawned DuckTales. Woohoo! 
and all the goodness that followed. I can't help it. He's, he's my enduring favorite character in animation. Daffy is a close second. Into Ducks, are we? His most famous film, I'm, we're back to Daffy, I think. Uh, sorry, um, Donald is The Three Caballeros, oh, yeah. 1944, where he befriends Brazilian parrot Jose Carioca and Mexican rooster Panchito and explores the music, dancing, and art from Tierra del Fuego to Mexico's northern border. This was one of my favorites as a child and ensured I develop an enduring fascination with Latin America. Signing off from south of the border, Adam. Ah, so he's in Canada, too. From speaking Your of geography Canada, is faultless, Max. Geog- geography is a lie. <laughs> speaking of Canada, from the from the frozen norths of of the state, the country bordering Mexico, Vince, Lord of all penguins, says Pinocchio was always my favorite animated character, but it might actually be Maleficent in the original Sleeping Beauty. Okay, I get that. She tries to kill a baby. I'm gonna eat a baby. So, sorry, wrong character. Because yes, she very. Because she wasn't invited to a party. Yeah, yeah. Plus, she has an awesome castle and turns into a more awesome dragon. Mm. Of course, they had to ruin her by explaining her badness in the live film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They only ruined it if you watched it. <laughs> yeah, she's also, I think, the only. Uh, a Disney villain up to probably Judge Frollo, who ever uses the word hell. Oh. I think that's right. Let me guess, does she have parental issues? Uh, probably. Oh, in the... Uh, Maleficent, yeah. I don't remember. No, she has trust issues because she's betrayed, and oh, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But she's also Angelina Jolie, so that helps. Oh, well, yeah. Mm. But, Mike, what about you? Who's your favorite animated character? It's actually the one I expected to see a lot of answers for. It's going to be mine. And we got none. Yeah, not one. (laughs) Bugs Bunny. I love me some Bugs Bunny. I, you know, and it has to be that certain era Mm. of of Looney Tunes. It has to end at about 1950. Because after that, (laughs) everything gets kind of, I don't know, they they start sucking the humor out of it. It's Mm. not funny. I will say, interestingly, these things usually don't work. I watched a few of the episodes of the current run of Looney Tunes on Max or whatever it's called now, M. Are we down to M? I don't know. I I think it's just M. Mm. Isn't that a song by Smashing mm-hmm. 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 No, and, I, and you know what? Some of them made me laugh. They're very oh. short. They're like three and a half, four minutes. But some of them were actually pretty funny. And they, it was obvious that the people at least got it. It's like, we're not, we don't want to expand the character. We don't want to know anything about Bugs's background, except what he tells us in this cartoon. And then differently in that cartoon. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. The whole point of, of Bugs is just to be funny. And yeah. it's stuff that was done by the animators to make themselves laugh. And somehow the bigwigs at the studio didn't know what was going on. Because yeah. when they did find out, that's when they shut them down. Oh. So Bugs, and with a, with a second tear for the Animaniacs, because uh, they were so clever and yeah, funny. In an era where people weren't doing that. No. But how about you, Max? Well, I, you know, brick a brack a fire crack a sis boom ba. Bugs, Bugs Bunny, Bunny, Bugs Bunny, 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 Bunny rah, rah, rah. Bugs is, one, is overall my favorite. In terms of more recent, I really like Garnet from the Steven Universe. Oh, yeah, Steven Universe. I just think she's just a, a really cool, complicated, interesting character. And, you know, she's just the sort you want to hang around with. Yeah. It's a great show. And, of course, it really, 
expanded on the idea of what a an animated show quote unquote yeah. for kids because really <laughs> yeah. uh, could be. And there was a few of those, like one of the ones you turned me on to, Gravity Falls. Oh yeah, I. Mm, Really interesting arc there. That show is only, what is it, two seasons, and it has a beginning, mm-hmm. a middle, and an end with a bunch of stuff in the middle that doesn't necessarily go along the major plot. But yeah. it is some weird stuff that's a lot of fun, and if it's just for kids, yeah, right, good luck with yeah. that. There's a lot of references for adults. It, the dialogue is extremely clever, so is the humor. But it's not yeah. that just that tongue-in-cheek referential stuff. No, you it's know? not all pop culture stuff. man, I am so tired of listening to people use references to... Th- uh, oh, uh, <laughs> well, enjoy our show. Could yes. tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't do that either. But yeah, yeah. that's bug. We both go with Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Well, that was great, and thank you all for your answers. They were terrific as always, and we want more. We do more because our hunger is endless. It burns with the pyre of a thousand white hot suns, or uh-huh. something. And uh, we, so we've got another question for you, possibly inspired not by this week's movie, but certainly by last week's. <laughs> Who's your favorite martial arts star? Ooh. And do you have a favorite of their films? Mm. Yes. Mm. And it's perfectly okay to say Poe. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Raymond Burr. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's in a martial uh, arts Godzilla film. Godzilla style of Kung Fu. <laughs> yes, I see. <laughs> and at the end of the show, we'll tell you how you may respond to this question as if you didn't already know. It's to make you listen to the middle of the show. <laughs> but now, stuff about the movie. Facts. Well, this is not going to take very long because neither does the movie. The movie, which I, and I, heavy, heavy quotes there, is 41 minutes long. Mm. Now, around 2011 and over the next few years, there were, shall we say, a pant load of ripoffs of Kung Fu Panda. This is arguably one of the worst, according to the internet, so you know it's true. <laughs> But the, there are others like The Adventures of Panda Warrior, The Little Panda Fighter, The Prodigy, and then some sort of offshoots like Kung Fu Rooster and the Kung Fu Rabbit. Okay. Which Osagi Yojimbo was just sitting there. Yeah. Eh, must have mm. cost money. <laughs> this was released on May 10th, 2011. To capitalize specifically on Kung Fu Panda 2, which was released on May 26th, 2011. I see. Yeah. The character Zebo and Slade... Or are they? <laughs> they have the same voice actor. who's listed as Danny Katiana, which I believe is a misspelling of... He was trying to go for Danny Katana, but didn't know how to spell it. That is not his real name. His real name is Rick Zeef. I see. And he is from Weston, Massachusetts. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's actually a pretty prolific voice actor of very minor characters. Mm. Hey, it's a living. The director, Daryl Kitters, C-I-T-T-E-R-S. Van Kitters. Van, excuse me, Van Kitters is a fairly prolific animation director, producer, and animator. He was a character animator for Disney's The Fox and the Hound. Yeah. In the same year he did Chopkick Panda, he also released Tappy Toes, about a dancing penguin, and Puss in Boots, a furry tale, which is not as interesting as it might have been. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> filmed entirely at a furry convention. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not for yeah. kids. If there's any evidence you want of nepotism, Ming, the son of Zebo, is voiced by Michael Van Kitters. I no, no relation. Of Daryl. Oh, okay, maybe <laughs> yes. <it is. laughs> now, Kitters wanted to call the movie Taekwondo Panda, but the lawyers at Guyam insisted on the change. Yeah, you know who Guyam are? Do you know what they yes, make? Yes, they make yoga mats <laughs> and healthy lifestyle products. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. We need to expand our yoga presence. We need to expand it with, I know, how about a rip-off film of Kung Fu Panda? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the DVD cover of this movie, as this was, by the way, straight to DVD. <gasps> what? Yeah, in 2011, when straight to DVD didn't mean quite as much, it implies the movie is CGI. To be fair, it was done on a computer. Or near one. <laughs> no, it would have had to be because it's all flash animation. Yeah. The back of the DVD box gets everything wrong. <laughs> It gets the plot wrong, trying to make it sound more like Kung Fu Panda 2, and it even gets the name of the character wrong. On the box, Zebo is referred to as Lou. Lou, Lou, Lou. <laughs> there was a very brief stint when it was on Netflix, until a large number of users complained a lot that it kept showing up in their recommendations when they did not want it. <laughs> I vote you off the island. <laughs> According to Van Kitters, he wrote, this was during the depths of the recession was nothing was coming in. He was asked basically, why did you do this? <laughs> I had a couple of people message me on Facebook telling me I should be ashamed of myself, but I'm never ashamed to provide for my family. Okay, but you could have done something legitimate like sell drugs to school children. <laughs> Wow, Max, that got dark. <laughs> now, compared to most mockbusters, Van Kitter's films usually have decent quality animation, but he had a lot of budget restraints with this one. Uh, of Chopkick Panda, he says, you'll notice when the fighting starts, the kid hides his eyes and says, I can't look. <laughs> and neither did we. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. There's really not much about this film, although there's uh, something that'll come up later. I found some yes. things. Oh, uh, good. I don't. Yeah, I guess we can add them in here. Um, so, as you pointed out, Zebo in the movie Lou on the Box, apparently also in the ads, even online as of now, uh, Slade is referred to as Kudo. Uh, well, that's a more Asian name than Slade. Yeah. This movie is so low on the list of interesting things, it doesn't even have a Wikipedia article. It only Ouch. has a wiki quote page. <laughs> I, I was amazed. I went looking, I was like, there's got to be something. And I went to Wikipedia and typed in the name of the movie, and it was like, I'm sorry, this page doesn't exist. Good. I've literally never seen that before. I honestly think there's a page of me in there. But yeah. <laughs> now... We we sort of I almost texted Max this morning to say we watched the wrong movie because while this is meant to capitalize mm. on Kung Fu Panda Two, it's obviously 
trying to rip trying to rip off it's sometimes <laughs> it's actually hard to tell kung yeah. fu panda one um yeah but in that and there was a rip up of kung fu panda one kind of and it was called little panda fighter you mentioned it yeah. yeah but its images were so confusing that when it was put up for sale in the uk the first line in the description reads in all caps not kung fu panda <laughs> Yeah, that uh, came back to bite somebody else in the ass. We'll talk about that. Yeah, and it turns out he want, like the the panda in that wants to become a dancer, so it like literally oh. doesn't have anything to do with huh. Kung Fu Panda, but they just wanted to make sure. Yeah, Weird. my favorite thing. This is this is going to take a bit, but if you go and look at the reviews of this mm -hmm. film, the top three ratings of this film, all five stars are the exact same paragraph copy and pasted uh, posted by three different people sure they were that paragraph we, we see you daryl <laughs> i don't know who it was but the paragraph reads as follows chop kick panda is ultimately the best movie ever made in our era each actor lives through their role only emanating Ugh. true acting skill that you forgot completely that it's a mere movie and not a live action experience what each <laughs> Each plot point, scenario, and dialogue line is crafted with the utmost writing that could only be found in movies of billions of budget cash. The background and supporting actors really give the movie life and verity, yet still catering the trope of being relatable and finding the good in us. Beyond the expertise of the filmmaking portion and the intensity of each scene, Chopkick Panda gives just more than a pretty outline that most movies fail to bring upon the audience. An amazing message for all ages and people alike. Panda's devotion to protecting and saving his peers shows that we can all do big actions and save others, teaching, most importantly, small children to be selfless and caring about others while appealing to adult audiences as well. Oh. I dare you to diagram that sentence. I wouldn't try. I think I'd sprain something. Overall, this movie is by far one of the most important movies to see to expand <laughs> oh. the limit of your creativity and what a true piece of art can be formed into. The, oh only, I the only problem I have is that this movie sets an extremely high standard for movies to come nothing i have found comes even close to what chopkick panda puts on the board see this movie right now <laughs> okay to the writer of this dude <laughs> ketamine is a very dangerous drug and you shouldn't experiment with it like that the best part is i can't tell if it's a person or a bot i'm guessing bot uh, yeah <laughs> Okay, that's that's enough. That's enough. Oh, that's we it. That's the whole thing. And I just uh, I killed me that that was the top. And then there was wow. other ones too that were just as bad, but different paragraphs. It's yeah. just like okay, you didn't see this. Oops. Yeah, clearly it was seeded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I yeah because trivia was really really short. Yeah, there wasn't much in there. <laughs> but so, um, but let's get to the really <laughs> the deep and rich part, the plot. Juicy. Oh boy. <laughs> Our film starts out in, and I'm quoting directly from the narration, the small Asian village of Serenity Falls. Wow. Already a lot to unpack there. Asia. Asia, the country of Asia. It's <laughs> next to Gravity Falls. <laughs> we find our hero? Zebo playfully swinging a mop around the Taekwondo dojo, even though a Taekwondo school is called a dojang, is he an undiscovered master or a natural martial artist? No, he's the night janitor. It's funny! It's really funny because he's been lying to his son and presumably other people, although the only non-Dojang people we see are the villain, Zebo's son Ming, and three of Ming's young friends about being a martial arts master. 
when in fact he's just a fanboy. The grandmaster of the school, the tiger master Han, who smiles a lot and hands out cheap fortune cookie aphorisms like they were cheap fortune cookie aphorisms, tells Zebo that being a janitor is important, but he can learn to fight if he just believes. <laughs> He even gives him an untitled book of wisdom. You can tell it's a book of wisdom because it has the yin-yang symbol on the cover. But the pages are blank. This reminds me of something. No, it doesn't. Move on. Yeah, Yeah, the wisdom comes from within. Dude. No way. But all is not well. The inexplicably English panther, Master Bali, who we know is bad because he teases Zebo and has a Dick Van Dyke Cockney accent, is working for the evil tiger Slade. Sure, because that's a name you'd find in the country of Asia. But what a twist! Slade is Master Han's evil twin. <laughs> Who had amnesia. No, um, and wants, he wants the mystic amulet of the Furious Five. I mean the amulet of fury, excuse me, that Master Han has for some reason. So he can take over one small village. Dream big, Slade. Naturally, Slade's evil plan, which appears to be yelling at Bali to find the darn amulet already goes down on the night when Zebo's son and his little friends are having a dojang sleepover, <laughs> like you do, to see Dad's amazing taekwondo. Hijinks ensue. So many hijinks. There are a couple of major martial arts fights. Allegedly, we don't actually see them. <laughs> Good is victorious, valuable lesson to learned, and everything ends after 41 minutes, which is about how long it's taken me to go through the plot. The film. Wow, Max, I have to say, um, I think that your plot reenactment (laughs) was longer than mine for last week. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I... mm, Had you heard of this before we did this series? Nope, never. (laughs) I didn't know this existed, and I lived happily in my blissful ignorance. (laughs) We're not going to be able to hide it. I know we're giving this away, aren't we? Oh, what a shock. (laughs) Come on, did you really think we were going to be, there was going to be a question about Chop Kick Panda? Uh, Now, maybe we can find. Okay, there may be something of value in this dung heap of a movie. (laughs) I will say that, like us, they're not trying to hide what they're ripping off at all. They're also not just ripping off Kung Fu Panda. We'll get to that. They're ripping off a lot of stuff. Well, why but not? Even, do, oh, you want to do the cast? Do you want to well, do the cast? No, I don't really want to do the cast. The cast doesn't de- deserve it. But everyone in the cast does double or triple duty. There's only like four people in the movie, and they do all eight voices. I would actually like to say this on the, on the behalf of the cast. Okay. With the exception of Bally, who I kept going, are you British or Australian? I can't yeah. tell. Because he almost says, G'day made it. One. Like, it's, it's not sure. They're fine. I, what they're reading is not. Yeah, but the script is not fine. Even the kid who plays Ming, the, the director's son, he's yeah. fine. I don't have any issue with him. I have a, I have a lot of issues with what they're saying. Yeah. But the way they say it, I I would say the cast is per- perfectly adequate, except for Bali, who's as you pointed out, not that far off. To There's just nothing that stands out. I mean, no. they're all competent, and that's a that's about it. What's the name of the main character in the Family Guy? 
Peter Griffin. So Zebu kept reminding me of Peter Griffin. He had, the, yeah, he had very similar intonations. That same kind of almost New England accent. Yeah, sort of. And, yeah, kind of nasally. Yeah, it was very similar. But it wasn't consistent. It would come and go. No, talking no. with Michelangelo. <laughs> oh, sorry, there's a deeper. Who? Good yeah. luck with that one, poetry fans. Uh-huh. So they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Okay, we're done with the cast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, now even Mac- the intro is a friggin' ripoff. You know, so legendary that his legend was legend. Legendary. Yeah. Okay, never mind that first off, that makes less sense than Poe's intro. Yeah. But they repeat wow, it. They're not yeah, they do it at least twice in the movie. Yeah. One at the beginning, one at the end, and I think sometime in the middle. I think Max, you have to admit, even though it's badly animated, at least mm-hmm. it's humorless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you notice they save money on voice acting by having one of the characters never speak. The monkey, yeah. That actually yeah. was one of my lines. It's like, oh, Koji doesn't talk, because if he did, they'd have to pay another voice actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. He is my favorite character for one reason. He farts. That's it. Yep. <laughs> there is a major fart joke in this movie, and of course, I'm sure Mike was on the floor howling. No, didn't even make uh-huh. me laugh. I was wow. like, okay, that's funny because it smells bad. There's nothing like trying to equate the smell of something in a visual and auditory medium, <laughs> but whatever. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, you know, Master Han has one of those lines, the only true wisdom is... No, no, actually, excuse me, I think it's actually Zebo who says this. The only true wisdom is knowing that you know nothing. And all I could think of was Bill from Bill and Ted going, That's us, dude! <laughs> when they're yeah. looking for Socrates. My favorite quote is, which is the big ripoff, one of the big ripoffs, yeah. when Master Han says, Timing is neither good nor bad. Where where did you get that idea? I just hmm, yeah. not sure, yeah. but it yeah. seems to like sands through the hourglass. <laughs> yes, or there is no there is no bad or good news. There's just news. So you um you point out that this is taking place in a in a village. Yes, a what village. Village. We see one building and yeah. a cave. <laughs> Well, we see the inside of a schoolhouse. Oh, we see the oh yeah the ends yeah. And here's the other thing. Why? So at one point, there's Zebo at his kid's school. Yeah, and he's apparently told his son that they he can bring his friends over his little friends over to the dojo at some point mm-hmm. and see how what an amazing master he is of taekwondo or in his case taekwondo. Don't and he's at school. And I can't tell, is he supposed to be a teacher? To Zebo? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I know he, he's a night janitor. We don't know what his day job is. Well, why does he have a day job? And who takes care of the kid at night? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know why I'm asking these questions, but there's this whole scene that takes place, and he's at the mm-hmm. front of the room. There's no other adult there, and he's talking to the students yeah, as if they're no his students. there's no sign of teachers. There's no other parent. There's almost no characters in this movie. There's, there's like, a, certainly no characterization. But. There's four kids and three, uh, four adults, excuse yeah. me. And... Um, yeah, so I, I couldn't it. tell, is he meant to be a teacher? But again, village, there's no village. We see the outside of the dojo and the yeah. inside of the, this classroom, We and it's, is it ancient China? At first, uh, you're, you, you kind of wonder, but then they start referencing and ripping off Star Wars, of all things. Yes, they keep, they do a lot of ripping off of other things, even the whole... Uh, when Zebo has the kids there and he's trying to pretend that he can teach them Taekwondo, by the way, which is Korean, so apparently this small Asian village is in Korea, except he also refers to Kendo, which is Japanese, and Kung Fu, which is Chinese. 
Well, that would cover Asia, <laughs> except for India. Yes, and the bit with the monkey where he's going, when you can take the pebble from my hand, oh, please. Yeah. That's right out of the old TV show Kung Fu with David Carradine. And Key Luke. Well, here's the only Shameless. thing that I will give them points for that. At mm-hmm. least they were referenced something that most of the audience wouldn't have known. Yeah, true. Certainly none of the kids. I mean, this is this is very much a children's movie. This is for kids. Probably. <laughs> as much as it's for humans. Yeah. Yeah. So they even have a rim shot at one point. Yeah. Zebo makes a joke not, that I don't remember. Which sounds much dirtier than it is. Yeah. No. Nah, just <laughs> and you hear, but boom, in the background, no other time, just that yeah. once. Yeah. And, and there are pop culture references. One of the kids refers to Mr. Clean. Yeah. <sighs> Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Yeah. There's this actually reminds me of a couple of different things, one of which was an early webtoon. I don't know if you remember it was called mm-hmm. Happy Tree Friends. I don't think so. Happy Tree Friends were these cute little characters that did despicable things to each other. <laughs> like, imagine a Bugs Bunny cartoon, except they're actually using things like chainsaws, and oh, they are okay. having the effect they're supposed to have. They act- so there's blood and pain. Yeah, okay. and, you know, people cut in half and stuff. Not, like, gruesomely, but you would actually, the chainsaw would, if it was a okay, Tom and Jerry like film. It sounds itchy and scratchy. Okay. Yeah, it was, like, itchy and scratchy. This, and I want to say it was the early 2000s. And it, the fun thing about Happy Tree Friends, because this is back when streaming something wasn't, you'd have to download it. Like, there wasn't yeah. really a YouTube. I mean, there was, but it took forever to buffer. Yep. And Happy Tree Friends actually showed up in the DVD stores. I remember buying huh. a copy of it in Suncoast. And this kind, especially because it's flash animation, the same like program was used for those, those things. It kind mm-hmm. of reminds me of that. Huh. And okay. also, in a lot of stylistic ways, Reminds me of the early Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And I'm talking like early Yogi Bear, early Huckleberry Hound, that kind of thing. Mm. And what happened with those was they had a very small budget to do TV. And they had to do all new stuff. It wasn't like Bugs Bunny where they could reuse theatrical cartoons. And so the number of cells or number of frames used per second were, shall we say, um, few, (laughs) limited. (laughs) And they would do stuff all the time, which worked perfectly well in the late 50s, early 60s, where if Yogi had absconded with Ranger Smith's car and then crashed it, he would drive off screen and you would hear the crash. And then we would cut to a crunched up car and Yogi looking, you know, either disheveled Mm. or, hey, I got out of the last Rangers are going to like this. Right. And they do that here. Yeah. It's just more obvious. Yeah. There are, like I say, a couple of major fight scenes, or they're supposed to be, like when Master Han and Slade are fighting, and they do the bit with the cloud, where you see an occasional fist or foot come out, and then the fight's over. Yeah. Or when when Bali is fighting Zebo. And the kids are watching, and all you hear are the sound effects, and the kids are staring or not staring. We don't see the fight at all because no. that would be too difficult. Too expensive, I that guess. That would have cost another $8. <laughs> Probably. I mean, make... Also, do you catch when Bali makes an Outback Steakhouse reference? Yes. How that... the bloomin' onion would I know? Well, and that's why I was like, are you Australian yeah. or, or yeah. British? I don't know. Because, yeah, <laughs> Outback Steakhouse. I mean, I suppose that has as much reason to be in this film as anything else. Film. Um, I wanted to know, there's this extended scene, extended scene, where they're doing their sleepover thing, and Zebo is trying to pretend that he knows Kung Fu, just like Keanu Reeves. Taekwondo. Taekwondo. (laughs) 
I know all about kung fu. No, you no, don't. You don't. <laughs> Actually, of course, Keanu Reeves yeah. does. But they. So he decides to show one of the kids how good he is at rock paper scissors. Oh yes. And the scene just goes on and on <sighs> with him losing to this kid. Yes, the little smug lion cub Rex. Well, and here's the thing I got to say. As much as we don't like Zebo, because I didn't like him, no. I hated that lion. That kid, yeah, he's the he's the whole trope of the know-it-all nerd kid, the yeah. glasses. Uh, he's the one who actually knows science. Apparently, by the way, in in this ancient Asian village, he knows about wormholes and uh, Einstein Rosen. Berg Bridges, Rosencrantz, uh, Guildenstern. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, that. Yeah, that's why I don't know when we are. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. And of course, never mind the Star Wars references. Never mind the Star Wars references. We'll get to that. But there's just it just goes on and on and on and on, and they yeah. actually play it out. Like he says, rock, and the kid says. I guess that was easy to animate. They just loop it. I guess I just I couldn't even figure out what in the world that scene was supposed to have to do with. No but, idea. But going back quickly to the Hanna Barbera. Uh, thing with the limited animation there are some points where instead of animating anything they just zoom in <laughs> like that's your animation yeah. we get closer to the lack of action and there but, are plenty of scenes where the only thing that moves is the mouth of the character that's speaking yeah we're, we're almost stepping back to clutch cargo territory yeah and almost there if yeah. you haven't seen clutch cargo there's a bit of nightmare for you that yeah. thing always freaked me out because it looked like the mouths were bloody and i couldn't watch that cartoon yep yeah. And we've got so many of the standards tropes in this. The evil twin, yeah. the whole the liar revealed, which comes about nine minutes before the end of the movie. When oh, they mean Molly? No, no, I mean, uh, I mean, Zebo's like, what? You're not a uh, Taekwondo oh. master? You're just a janitor? It's like, you, you kids, are you brain damaged? Because you should have figured that out watching him, but yeah. okay. And then it's like, okay, yeah, he lied. Well, we're done. We don't care. Yeah, we're, we're past that. Well, There's nothing. Then he's looked into the book of nothing and realized that he is a master. He just had to believe. Oh, it's not the book. Then he gets... Oh, they I'm also sorry. are looking for the magical MacGuffin, the Amulet mm. of Fury, which apparently, you know, uh, Slade... Yeah, there's an Asian name for you. All I could think of is Deathstroke the Terminator. Really? <laughs> yeah. But he's looking for the magic amulet, which is hidden in the dojo... Behind a picture, so no one has ever found it because no one ever looked be over there. Well, and it's a picture of the amulet. It's yeah. a picture of hand. At first, when I saw that, I'm like, "Isn't it right there?" Like, yeah. isn't I thought? I didn't even think it was like a photo. I thought that they was hung hanging it. on the picture because I thought that was what it was going to turn yeah. out. No, it's not even that clever. It's behind the picture. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, oh no, the power, it's right out of space balls. You know, the ring I, was something I got in a crackerjack box. The Schwartz is in you, Lone Star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. You know, there's no there's no magic. There's no secret ingredient to the secret ingredient noodle soup. Yeah, except they did it well last week. And yes. The Schwartz is in you, Lone Star. Boy, does that sound like something from a porno. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh, this this is not a porno we yeah. No, no. I also like, you know, one of the little comic reveals is that Slade's real name is Sherman Neville. That's his weak spot. His yeah, name is Sherman. Sure. Don't right ever call me that. Right in the Sherman. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're so dirty this week. <laughs> also, the, this, when you get, so we find out Bali is a traitor. He's in the dojo yeah. of, of Master Han, Grandmaster Han. Mm, and then right. he also is working for um, Master Slade <laughs> or Sherman. Yeah, whatever Peabody. I wish he had been working for Peabody. <laughs> and 
it all Slade does is sit there and yell. Yeah. Like he doesn't actually he threatens, For but he most doesn't. of the movie, yeah, he says if you don't bring it, come back with it, I will you know, you will meet your doom. He doesn't ever says kill, by the way. No, he, he just, says you're gonna meet your maker and he said, yeah. What, me mum's coming? Uh, that, that's the humor, folks. So if you Yeah, didn't... that's what most of of Slade does is sit on his chair and go, Get me the amulet or I'll destroy you. Did you get me the amulet? No. Ooh, well, I'm mad. Well go get it now. <laughs> Yeah. Shouldn't you be and, destroying him? And we don't even know what he's going to do with it. Nope. No clue. That gives power, I guess. We never see Han do anything with it. It's just nope. sitting there hiding behind the, his own photo in literally the only detail in the entire... Do- I'm sorry. What is it? Dojang? Dojang, yeah. Dojang, yeah. Like, why are we correcting this? I don't uh, know. It, it's a film that you really, at, at the end of it, have to ask, what's it about? Because there's this weird subplot that has no bearing on the story and doesn't go anywhere and isn't explained about the fact that Ming's mother has somethinged. She somethinged her way out of the story. She got sick. We assume she's dead. Yeah. It's, it's this real shoehorned in and very awkward scene when they're, you know, the kids are trying to sleep and Ming is talking to his crush. And she's asking about his mom, and it's like, oh, do you think your dad misses her? And do you miss your It's like, where did this come from? Suddenly we're trying to be sentimental? Well, it doesn't fit. It also, the entire reaction is, do you think your dad misses your mom? Yeah. Do you miss your mom? Yeah. Oh. And then, <laughs> fart joke. Yeah. That's then the it. monkey the, farts. Then that's, the mon- that's it. <laughs> there better be more than five minutes of that monkey farting. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Thank you, Patton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just I don't I, I there's so much repetition in this too. At one point Bali is trying to get the kids to look for the amulet for him because sure get a bunch of children to find it and Zebo doesn't think it's a good idea and Bali makes him do it by calling him a party pooper over yeah. and over and over and getting the kids to chant it and it just goes on and on just like when Bali slips up and says yeah oh actually I'm working for Master Slade because he actually says that and then you said you worked for me no I didn't yes you did no I didn't yet they actually do the no you didn't yes I did I kept waiting for them to go into like the British children's show oh no it isn't oh, oh yes, yes it, it is, is. yeah <laughs> Because that at least would have been fun. A little pantomime. This, this was just dumb. Yeah. Mm. I mm, I hate to say this, Max, but I don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I do have to say that the Star Wars quotes, and not just the Star Wars quotes, but the fact that they get geeky about it. Yeah. He, he, I don't even remember what he says. Well, he says but, he claims it's a Yoda quote and it's an Obi-Wan yeah, right, quote. Ter- no, it's the other way around. No, it's it's that's because he a, says there uh, there is uh, do or do not there is no try. I don't, I don't, who cares? Uh, Why your father is dead. <laughs> yeah. Why are we arguing about this? It even ends. You know, his, his last line is a Yoda quote, and uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, there's really nothing else to say about this. Although I do want to bring this up, uh, like last night's dinner. Exactly. <laughs> if only I could. Then it would be out of my system and I wouldn't have to think about it. As strange as this movie is, there was a sequel. Sort of. Oh, no. Yes. No, we're was, not. No, <laughs> oh, we can't. Oh? There's Chop Kick Panda 2, Chop Chop Kick Kick. I see. Yeah. 
This came out in uh, 2013. The thing is, there's no way to watch it, at least not legally, because it was pulled out of the stores the same day it was released. This was due, and I couldn't believe this, Apparently, there was a blockbuster in a small town in Nebraska called Ogallala. I'm not oh. making that up. Oh, wow. Yeah, who had a whole mob of parents who had bought this DVD, thinking it was a Kung Fu Panda DVD, rioted at the store. Oh, my God. And actually ended up setting it on fire. But what? Yeah, it burned to the ground. It was never reopened. That was the one of only two blockbusters in Nebraska. The last one, this is just weird trivia, in which was in Lincoln, because we know the capital of Nebraska <laughs> is Lincoln. Thank you, Big Jim. Big Jim Slade. It's a yeah. connection. <laughs> it closed the next year. Oh. Coincidence? Supposedly, the distribution company panicked and recalled every single copy of the DVD and dumped them all in a landfill in someplace called Wamego, Kansas. Oh, like that, that the E.T. game. Yeah, except people knew where this was, just nobody cared. <laughs> so, again, allegedly, allegedly. The, allegedly, there are ripped copies of it drifting around on the internet. Although, whenever one goes up, they either get hit with a uh, takedown notice or an actual denial of service attack out of Serbia. I don't know why. Huh. And for some strange reason, no streaming service has ever, ever hosted it. Huh. That's crazy. It really is. It's just nuts. The plot, and again, I found this summarized. Take this with a grain of salt. I have not seen it. I can't see it. At mm. least I haven't found a way yet. It's way more elaborate than the original, and it basically follows Zebo's son, Ming. He decides he wants to be a martial artist, but he doesn't want to follow Taekwondo. And his father's real upset. Ming wants to study the way of the funky dodo. The what? The Funky Dodo. So he goes on a great journey to the next village over <laughs> to look for uh, Master Dodo the Dodo. Oh, I see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it, but I see it. And Zebo follows him. And on the way, they meet all kinds of wacky characters. Apparently, the villain is a jealous pangolin named Persimmon who wants to be Master Dodo's only student. <laughs> <sighs> I'm your number one doo-doo. I can yeah. see it right now. Okay. Yeah. They got all... You know, uh, not that this really says much for it. They got the whole cast back. But they, got some, they got some very, very odd, shall we say, guest, guest cast people. Have we heard of these people? We have. Oh. Steven Seagal. What? Who was badly in need of money around 2013. I see. Has a brief cameo. As Master Plots, a flatulent water buffalo <laughs> who develops an unhealthy codependent relationship with Ming before getting stuck in a rice paddy. Uh, uh, now, she apparently had insisted her name not appear in the credits, but Demi Moore has a small part as Christy the Komodo Dragon. I see. Yeah, it was like a comic relief, maybe a romantic interest for, for Ming. And her big joke is she thinks as a dragon she's supposed to be able to fly and breathe fire, and she thinks she's a failure because she can't. And a lot of the jokes are about her eating really spicy stuff, progressively spicier food to produce flame, and trying a bunch of increasingly ridiculous artificial wings. Ah. Uh, 
Now, this one I have not been able to confirm. And the thing is, even if you find the movie, there's no evidence. Supposedly, supposedly, break out the salt, Nick Nolte, <laughs> hoping to revive his Voikas acting career, which kind of stalled after Over the Hedge. He was in that. Is, is the voice, yeah, he was. He was a bear. He's actually not bad. He was the voice of Master Doodoo the Dodo. <laughs> yeah, however, for some reason, and there's all kinds of speculation, his, his vocal performance was pretty much unintelligible, and they brought in also uncredited Frank Welker to oh, loop no. his dialogue. Yeah, Frank Welker's been in everything. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know if we. I would love to find this thing because it really? sounds insane. <laughs> I, um, I'm gonna let you do that. Yeah. Although, if anybody out there has any information if on this, let copy, us know. Let me know. I would pay a nickel for it, maybe. But yeah, I. <laughs> I, I think we've got. I think we've covered it. I know it's early, but I got nothing. Well, yeah, there's there's not much else to say. The finish. To Max. Yes. <laughs> what did you think of Chopkick? Oh, try to suss it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, this mo- this is embarrassing. First off, it's not a movie. It's a TV. You know, it's not even a made-for-TV movie. It's, 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 it's a YouTube video that got out of hand. Yeah. It's too long for, like, an episode of anything, and it's too yeah. short for be it to be released as anything. Yeah, and the sheer lack of effort... That went into every aspect, the animation, the writing, mm. the animation, <laughs> the writing is just, it's insulting to yeah. watch. Even if you're a child, I think I could see four-year-olds watching this and going, okay, I'm out of here. This, uh, I, don't, I, I have my dignity. I'm going to go eat some paste. Well, Max, I, I obviously proved you wrong. I read you a positive review that's published oh, on the yeah. internet three yes, times. I completely believe is real. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What about you, Mike? How'd you like it? I, hmm, it's 44 minutes too long. That's what I'm saying. It's about 44 minutes too so long. So it's actually three minutes negative too long? Yeah. Wow. I actually, I actually yeah. had to fight falling asleep. It's uh, that short, and I just, it just couldn't get anything anywhere with it. It's utterly joyless. It is painfully lame. That when they're trying to be funny, I mean, they almost have the characters look straight into the camera, wiggle their eyebrows, and go wap wap. I mean, it's yeah. really. It's I, I think the only reason they don't break the fourth wall is they can't figure out where the fourth wall is. They don't even have a fourth wall. That would be I too expensive. I don't think expensive. they even have a third wall. <laughs> I, I will say that occasionally you can get people who have no money. They're just making yeah. these things for fun. And they yeah, end and they up being be really cool. And sometimes they lead to deals or lead to things. And that's really fun. It's, there's nothing... Hey, what, think about Kung Fury. Yeah, and I helped pay for that, and it mm-hmm. was hilarious. I loved it, it. Made by, what was it, Norwegians or Swedes? I don't remember, I, but it was hilarious. Especially nice abs, the god Thor. <laughs> when this Thor is fighting Hitler for no Something reason. Something like that. It was yep. great. And sometimes you can do stuff, and, and you know they, you can prove that budget is not an obstacle. Yeah, you can absolutely. still make something enjoyable. And I don't know how, what kind of, but we couldn't find, there was there was literally no trivia. I think the number of the budget was so small, it just didn't register. Well, I don't know how you w- watched it. I actually rented it. 
<laughs> really? I, oh. So this film has now made two dollars and ninety nine cents. Hey, they made most of their money back. Yeah, probably. But I do have a. I, it was horrible. But I do have a question for you. Yeah. Could this possibly have meant to be a spoof? I don't think so. Mainly because it's not funny. <laughs> well, I didn't say it was successful. But the reason I ask is it only occurred to me towards the end of the thing when things had just gone so far off kilter that I couldn't understand how anyone could continue to be involved with it after 10 minutes had passed mm. that I was like, well, they're bringing in Star Wars and it's supposed to be ancient China, I guess. And then there, his the, the, the weak spot of this character is his name is Sherman. Mm. Like maybe it's trying... To, I, I don't think so. They no. didn't exaggerate enough from the original. Part of what they end up doing with the character of Zebo is they make him the way Poe was going to be before Jack Black got a hold of him. He was supposed to just be an overly confident, lying martial arts fanboy. Yeah. And th he is that, but he doesn't have the heart. He doesn't have the self-awareness or the desire to better himself that Poe does. Or the ability to move. <laughs> or the ability to move. I guess if I were going to leave anybody listening with anything, it would be this. Chop, kick, it's all in the mind. If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find the things I'll teach you is sure to beat you. Nevertheless, you'll get a lesson from teacher now. And I'm uh -huh. quoting Parappa the Rapper, Master oh, Onion. Okay. <laughs> Which, quite honestly... Um, Makes me feel like they know a lot more about martial arts than I, I, than anyone in this movie, anyone involved with this movie. Yeah, yep. this I is, agree. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunate, but, but yeah, we do have something more interesting, which is our poll question. First time I think I've ever said that, <laughs> and it's just simply, who is your favorite martial arts star other than Zebo, and do you have a favorite <laughs> of their films? And you can answer this by emailing us at us at maxmikemovies.com or going to our website at maxmikemovies.com and leaving a comment. Uh, you can find us on the socials with a facing book under Max Mike Movies. Leave a comment there. And you'll find us, of course, on the podcast app that fills your dreams with dark and terrible noise. Um, it's just a podcast app, Max. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> but we ain't done yet. We got our next and last pairing for... An incredible simulation. What are we watching next week, Mike? Well, I know that it might have felt this way for this week's movie, mm -hmm. but truly next week, Armageddon's coming. Oh, no. What is it? it it's a movie. It's called Armageddon. Armageddon out of here? Uh, no, it's about oh. the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine, except oh. it has Ben Affleck and uh, Liv Tyler in it. Well, oh, oh Armageddon, the Michael Bay movie. Okay. Yes, yes. And an actual big budget movie. Well, of course, I get all the good movies. Yeah. Interesting thing will be, and I won't say what it is, even if you can all guess, is that the quote-unquote ripoff for this film is not necessarily as easy to figure out ahead of time yeah. as some of our other ones. But True. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know at the end of next week's episode what that's going to be, and that will finish up our series. So, yes. Both Max and I are getting out of here so that next week you can enjoy Armageddon with us. Indeed. This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.